Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Manchester United versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, yes, it's been a while since I've done one of these. Uh, unfortunately, we had the international breaks so and that played a factor. And the Liverpool-Leicester game wasn't televised, so couldn't really watch that game. And what was before that? I think we had the Champions League game, yeah. There was a Champions League game, Liverpool versus Salzburg. I went... Fortunately, I had the opportunity to go to Am- to go to Anfield and watch that game, but I, I would have loved to have done a podcast episode on it. But oh, I was way too tired coming back from Liverpool to London. I was home at three thirty, and the game was done at nine forty five. So that played a factor. Um, so yeah, now it's about now it was all about Man United versus Liverpool, two of the biggest clubs in English football history. Um, a lot of weird build-up. The build-up for this one was very weird because obviously Man United aren't in a great place right now. They're, before the match, they were in 14th place, lost to Newcastle. They haven't won in a while. Um, and Liverpool, obviously, very contrasting, have won every game this season, uh, every Premier League game this season. No, yeah, no, pretty, no, pretty much won every game this season, yeah, up up until this game. Um, so yeah, something I had to give. Obviously, in the build up, Oleg on the social was saying it's a perfect opponent to play Liverpool because this is a game where two teams step it up and blah blah blah. Um, Klopp answered back in his press conference with, "We have to make sure that's a misunderstanding." So that gave me. The way Klopp was talking like that, I was thinking, okay, Klopp wants blood. Will we see blood? And we'll get into that. Um, so, yeah. So, the lineup for this game in goal, Alisson. Center, no, left back, Robertson. Center back, Van Dijk, Matic. Right back, Trent, Alexander Arnold. Your midfield three, Fabinho, Genie, and Henderson up front. Uh, Origi, Firmino and Mane. Yes, it's quite, as you've noticed, Alisson's back from injury now, so he's pretty much going to be playing um, the remainder of the Premier League games, unless an injury occurs again, hopefully not. Um, He has been sorely missed, but at the same time, Adrian has been a great number two. We've, he's done spectacularly, spectacularly well, um, filling in as a stand-in. Um, we won't forget Adrian. Definitely not. He was very instrumental in the opening Premier League in our opening eight games. So, uh, so yeah. But now Allison's back. I guess that means the back five could be a bit more reassured because, obviously, his history of clean sheets, his distribution is very good. That sort of thing. Yes. Now let's talk about the midfield. Klopp said we have to make sure that's a misunderstanding. So, he, I, 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 I must be misunderstood because he's gone with this the safe midfield option again. Fabinho, Genie and Henderson. Free workhorse midfield. But that, that, that that's the problem. That is too safe. It's too conservative. If you're going to say stuff like that, don't lead me, tease me on, and not start Ox or Kato. 
Do you know what I mean? These are the players that play progressive football. If you want to, if you want the midfield to link with the front three, this is the light. One of them, one of them two have to play, and and we've yet to see it. And um, Origi filling in for Salah. Unfortunately, Salah had an injury in international break just before international break. Hamza Chowdhury took him out with a horrific tackle, um, and Salah didn't train all week, so. A part of me kind of knew that he wasn't going to start this game. So it was up to Origi to to step it up. Um, he, he he doesn't really start that often. I think this is the only second Premier League start. The first one being against Norwich. Um, yeah, and Firmino and Mane. So yeah, you had Firmino central, Mane on the right. Firmino, no, Origi on the left. So yeah. So anyways, the game starts now and... Oh, how do I describe it? It's like deja vu. The game that happened in March last season when we was away, it kind of happened again. So, as you know, Liverpool have not won at Old Trafford for five years. There's a reason for that. Obviously, the transition period from Rodgers to Klopp was a factor. Also, the occasion gets to Liverpool players every time. We forget how to play when we are at Trafford every year. And I don't understand why this is the case. Klopp has to tell these guys the line every time we play. Don't stop focusing on the occasion. If you focus on the occasion, you will not play like yourselves. And this was the case in the first half. Trent, unnecessarily long balls every time. Same with Robertson. Unnecessary long balls. Henderson, killing fluidity. All Fabinho and Genie can do is ball retention, release the ball and hope for the fluidity to pick up. They played their roles okay. I can't blame them for it because that's what Klopp has told them to do tactically. But we are missing the final midfielder, that final ball-carrying midfielder to help link with the front three. And it's never going to work when you're consistently doing these long balls, these cross and hope balls. They will, Maguire, Rojo, they will soak it up. And by the way, I forgot to mention, Manchester United played five at the back. When you play five at the back, what does this mean? It's going to be very robust, compact look. And to break them down will take longer than usual. And this was very much the case because... We are feeding my name for me no scraps. Um, what was the first chance we had? I think Genie Ronaldo shot outside the box, but it went straight at De Gea. Um, and then there was another chance where Maguire kind of mistimes his positioning, and Mane's on the break down the channels. He looks up, he crosses it into Firmino, and and Firmino doesn't get any power on this. I don't understand. When he was shooting, it was like it. There was no conviction behind it, and it, it was shocking. It was just like you know when you play FIFA and you press X instead of circle. That's what basically Firmino did, and he and it rolls into the path of the Gale for him to easily scoop up. Um, yeah, and Henderson, link up play not not good. Not good enough. He he's the only one that can kind of do it, and but every time he does it, it's a Oh, let me curl the ball in, Beckham-esque. But it doesn't... It, our players are 5 foot 9 and 10. 
when up against six foot centre backs, it, it was never going to work. And on the other end, you had Manchester United running down the channels one Bissaka, Daniel James every now and then. Rashford was up for the fight. Let me not lie, Manchester United players were up for the fight today. They were very much up for the fight. More than Liverpool. You saw a bit of grit and determination and we were a bit casual and complacent. And they were creating half chances, but Van Dijk done well clearing, Matip headering, clearing his lines, that sort of thing. We were, we were absorbing pressure very well. But then it was the 35th minute where I now have a, uh, uh, I now have, I now, I now have the problem with Martin Atkinson. Origi's on the turn. Scott Matonahay, Matonahay, whatever his name is, he kicks his leg. He falls down. It should have been a foul. Clear and obvious foul. But no, Man City go on the break. Daniel James runs down the channels. Um, a ball is whipped in. Rashford slots it past Allison, 1-0 Man United. And then you're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember that clear and obvious foul. VAR will review that and overturn it, right? They will overturn it, right? Yeah? They reviewed it. And the goal was still given to Manchester United. And I please, if you have watched the game or haven't, please check the replay of this foul on Origi. It's so mind-numbingly obvious. He kicks his left foot. That's going to be his landing foot. Of course, Origi's going to fall awkwardly and heavily and not like a natural foul because his left foot hasn't been planted on the ground yet. So it's a clear and obvious foul. Martin Atkinson doesn't give it. VAR referee doesn't give it. And this is the problem with VAR. It's still inconsistent. I don't understand why it's in place if it's not going to resolve issues like this. But I know why they're not going to resolve issues like this. If Martin Atkinson believes it's not a foul, who, how dare VAR overrule the referee? Nah, let VAR, yeah, I agree with Atkinson. That's what it is. And it's a ridiculous ploy to make the referees look good when it's actually making Premier League refs look worse. Aston Villa have suffered numerous times. Wolves have suffered. Uh, who else? Lots of, lots, of, lots of Premier League teams have suffered. And yeah, you can laugh at other teams today, but tomorrow, the next week, it could be your team. And today it happened with us. That's why I'm fuming. Um, and then five minutes later, we were a bit... We were a bit... Now we were like up for the fight. Now knowing we're 1-0 down. And a long ball is crossed into Sadio Mane. He controls it on his thigh. Then the ball moves to his hand. Unintentionally, by the way. And then he rolls it. It goes past the Gayor and shoots. And then he scores. And then I got gassed for a little bit thinking it was an equaliser. Forgetting how VAR works, of course. So then VAR reviews it, notices Mane knocking the ball from his fire to hand. But the but the hand was static. The hand was static. It wasn't deliberately put moved to control the ball. It just randomly hit his hand. But because of the new handball rules, whatever happens if the ball hits his hand, whether it's static or not, it has to be blown for a foul. It's a stupid rule. I don't know why it's in place. But I can't... That one I won't complain with because they've put it in the new rule. It's a stupid rule. Don't get me wrong. Very stupid rule. 
But it's a rule. So for that one, I don't have a complaint. I ain't, I'm not going to complain with VAR overruling that. I'm going to complain with the stupidness of that rule. But they put it in place. So I'm not going to complain. That was the first half. Anyway, second half. Second half starts now. And it's more or less the same. From Liverpool, we didn't wake up. We got even more lethargic. Man United were even more up for the fight. But they just didn't have any chances to create as Liverpool were very good absorbing pressure. But when it comes to chance creation, Robertson long balls, Trent long balls, not constant long balls, long balls. It's like we were managed by Sam Allardyce. I'm tired of this cross and hope football. What is this? Is that's this is not Liverpool? And this is why I say the occasion gets to Liverpool. It got it got to us again. It really got to us again, and it wasn't working. And it just it felt like one of those games once again where we could cross eighty nine balls in this box, and they will just deal with it every time. Or there was just constant misplaced passes. And then Klopp decides, oh yeah, I had enough. I've had enough now. Let me make a sub. So Oxlade-Chamberlain comes on and Origi comes off. So now he puts Oxlade-Chamberlain on the wing. And Oxlade-Chamberlain is doing very effective stuff. He's collecting the ball from midfield spaces. He's running with it a little bit. Linking up with Firmino a little bit. But still, there's not that final click in play. Um... And Klopp decides, okay, let me change it again. Let me bring on Lallana this time. Lallana comes on, Jordan Henderson comes off. And uh, I let me not lie, I was fuming with Lallana coming on. But he proved me wrong, as I will explain in a little bit. He, 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 had, and he had a slow first five minutes, don't get me wrong. And then he eventually started picking up the ball more in spaces. And then Klopp decides, yeah, let me change it even more. Let me get one, take Wijnaldum off and bring Cato on. And then now you've got a progressive midfield, which we were screaming for before this match even started. And then now you're seeing fluidity. Now you're seeing Liverpool play a bit more. And then um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took Rashford off. And that was their biggest mistake, taking Rashford off. Taking Rashford off then gave Liverpool belief. And then we picked we picked up our play even more. We were more we were even more fluid. And then um Robertson picks up the ball down the channels. He crosses it in. Lilana loses Rojo and he slots it in for a tap-in and it's 1-1 Liverpool. And when I saw this goal go in, I had no reaction really. I kind of wanted us to pick the ball up, go again and go for the winner instead of to celebrate equaliser. Because I always knew Man United were there for the taking. The only problem was Jurgen Klopp went with a dumb lineup. He went with the stupid safe lineup, and that's why we led, and that's why it led to long balls from our fullbacks constantly. Whereas if you had Cater picking up the ball in half spaces, Ox picking up the ball in half spaces, your link up play is much better. It alleviates the pressures on the fullback for them to keep crossing the ball in. There's now more efficiency in Liverpool's play. And it took Jurgen Klopp 80 minutes to realise this. And that's why you haven't won at Old Trafford for now six years. It's now six years because obviously next season is the 2021. But that's the, if, you want to, if you want to remove, if you want to end that hoodoo, you can't play safe. And this was the greatest time to play Manchester United because they were, in, they were very... Lo- they were up for the fight today, don't get me wrong. But before that, they were not the United of what we saw today. Today, they played like Man United a little bit. A little bit. 
But that's something for Klopp to learn. Um, and yeah, and we almost had the chance to win the game. Oxley shot from outside the box went just wide. But other than that, that was pretty much the game. Um, it feels like two points, even though United for 80 minutes played better than us. It feels like two points dropped because this was a work, this was an awful United team in the build up to this match. And you play and you gave United respect by playing that midfield. And they gave us respect because they thought they were gonna get their asses whooped by playing five at the back. So in other and so both teams were counterintuitive really. Um who was our man of the match today? Everyone stunk. Maybe Lilana came on, it's got the equaliser. But other than that, Robertson was bad. Trent was bad. Henderson, horrific. Um, Fabinho and Genie could only do what they do with their tactical fouls. Um, and, and winning the ball, ball retention. I think Matip played better than Van Dijk, but Van Dijk didn't have to do much. Alisson just came back from injury. He, I mean, he can't stop a tapping. So, and yeah, that was pretty much that. So, the 18 wins in a row comes to an end. Uh, The winning streak comes to an end. It's no longer rolled to 114 points. It's now rolled to 112. So, uh, that's that's annoying. The 8-point lead is now reduced to 6, but... Uh, I'm still disappointed in a way, but we we were very lucky to even get a draw. But six points means you're allowed two fuck ups still. Eight points, you're kind of still allowed two fuck ups, but now it's like it's definitely two fuck ups that you're allowed. So the next game, league game, is Tottenham at home. That game I expect to win. Not gonna lie, Tottenham are very bad, very very bad. Hopefully Mo Salah is back for that game. Um, hopefully we don't play that stupid midfield against Tottenham, especially at Anfield, where you can kind of go for it. And then the and and the way Tottenham are vulnerable, you should go for it. But yeah, uh, let me conclude this podcast. Obviously, it's not it's not been fascinating. It wasn't a fascinating game, arguably. Performance-wise, the worst we played since Sheffield United. Um, and for once, we don't come away with three points, but we came away with one. So for Klopp, he will act like that's a victory when really, the victory was the win that should have that we should have had to begin with, but that was taken away. Uh, so yeah. Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. I'll try and be more consistent with podcasts now, hopefully between now and the next international break, which is in November. So I believe we have Genk in the Champions League. Hopefully I can watch that game and review that one as well. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe and share and tune in next time. Thank you.